1: Hello, welcome back. It's My Mate Bought a Toaster. We're doing a special, special thing at the moment, Samantha Baines, aren't we? It
0: doesn't feel special.
1: It does to me. Last week, we entered, we digitally penetrated my Amazon purchase history. This week, we are looking at the shopping listery of, let me have a look here. She's called Samantha Baines, and she is a comedian and TV actor and book writer and knitter. So much knitting. Can I just say straight off the bat, Sam, you've got 17 items in your basket. What the hell's going on there?
0: 17? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I always have items in my basket. Most of the time I save them for later because I, I just, try and, like, think about them.
1: Can I just buy the shit out of them now? Can no, don't just go,
0: buy them. Well, can we just have, have a quick look I and see what's in your basket? I think it's all wool. I think it's
1: all wool. Oh, my God. Signet, seriously chunky yarn. Yeah, it's all wool. Purina, one adult cat food, mini fillets. Oh, because Weigh-y someone told me. Felix flask. This is the basket of a 85-year-old <laughs> lady.
0: Sam. someone told me that Felix cat food which is what I feed my cats is like fast food for cats it's really bad for them oh yeah and so then I was like maybe I should get Purina cat Purina because it sounds pure doesn't it mm. and then I've been like googling <laughs> good it good branding and, good and branding. basically everything is bad for cats yeah unless you give them like tuna
1: mice can you give them mice well positive? one
0: of them eats all the animals anyway
1: this is the f- how long have we done this podcast for
0: Mm, a lot of four million years. So this fe- <laughs> it
1: feels like... And yet, I'm not sure I knew before this conversation that you had cats.
0: Well, if you follow me on Instagram, you'd see them all the time. Yeah, but
1: I don't look at Insta stories, do I? Because it's too complicated. Why? It's too complicated.
0: You, just, you literally just click on a picture of my face with a an orange ring I know how to it. do it,
1: but I don't I choose not to. Well, go, that's less scroll, complicated than scrolling. I just scroll photos. It's all my thumb's capable of doing. Alright, well next time, sorry, I'll make Watch sure Watch my I
0: stories. Check out, yeah. yeah, I have two cats called Victoria and Albert.
1: Let's go back in time, I'm talking of Victoria now, but let's go back in time, back into the mists of time. This is as okay. far away as Victorian London. 2005, imagine. Whoa. November 2005, 13th of wasn't, November.
0: Wait, if I remember correctly, wasn't 2005 when you were buying DVD record... Uh, no, video recorders. 2005,
1: that's how long ago it is, yeah. <laughs> Coal-powered video recorders, which the family used to gather around with no TV and just watch the spools going around. That oh, was our wow. entertainment. So you bought feminist drama, which I think you'll find is actually drier than dust. <laughs> feminist drama: definition and critical analysis. Please tell me you were studying this.
0: Well, feminist drama is not dry. Fleabag is a feminist drama, but oh, no, that's in two thousand in Surely 2000 a
1: textbook about feminist drama is going to be dry, isn't it?
0: Well, I was at university, you see. Okay. Studying drama. Where did you go to university? Exeter.
1: Very nice, very nice indeed. And uh, yeah, so you bought feminist drama, definition of critical analysis. Um, that is a theme that runs through a lot of your opening purchases, Sam. Feminism. Uh, well, yeah, a doll's house, obviously, um, that's got women in it. See, so, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> it's to. It's not a very
0: feminist. The women are.
1: Um, no, quite subjugated. Shackled. Uh, Sex and the City. I mean, one of the women in Sex and the City is shackled frequently. That's a special.
0: Oh, my God. I used to watch Sex and the City in my um, halls in university. Yeah. And just have a little cup of tea and a biscuit and oh. watch Carrie Bradshaw.
1: First, second, and third seasons. So is the Sex and the City theme tune the theme tune you think of when you hear the HBO...
0: Oh. Well, no, now it's Game of Thrones. No!
1: Do you know what it's for me?
0: Da, 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 da. What?
1: When I hear... Oh. In my head straight away. I have no idea what that is. Friends. Oh. No, it's <laughs> what so was that? That's Kirby Enthusiasm. Have you never watched oh. Kirby Enthusiasm? No, well, my
0: th- ex was really into it, so I was sort of like mm. rebelling by I not see. watching it. Yeah. No, for, yeah, for a long time it would have been Sex in the City. I was watching Succession recently, and it does the HBO thing, yeah. and every time I expected it to play Game of Thrones. But yeah,
1: yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. uh, it's an interesting sort of sign in your head of, yeah. of what's imprinted on you the most from HBO. Five great comedies: Much Ado About Nothing, Twelfth Night, Midsummer Night's Dream. There's lots of Shakespeare here. Measure for Measure, uh, which is apparently a Wordsworth classic. Well, they've made a mistake straight off the bat, there, mate.
0: Well, did I buy? Was it all in one
1: book? It's not by William Wordsworth. It was by William Shakespeare. <laughs> um, you bought? No, these are all separate no, books. Set, oh. Separate
0: books. I think I did Midsummer Night's Dream at university. Like I performed in it. Who were you? Oh, like an, uh, not a named character. I was like the. Sort of, I was someone quite regal, like the queen of. But it was a sort of made-up type character. I bet you were actually, actually a main character,
1: there. but you've just forgotten the name of the. Character. Oh
0: no no no! Oh, okay. I was definitely a made-up character. I remember the top I wore, mm-hmm. which had a cowl neck. It was a cream long-sleeve top with a cowl neck, oh. and I remember thinking, "God, I look regal in there."
1: <laughs> this is so working <laughs> for me. Um, you look regal in whatever you wear, Samantha. So you put off regal Both. on a daily basis. I've looked at your Instagram, just not the stories. Um, 2006. July, the Doris Day collection again.
0: Oh, I was so I got really obsessed with Doris Day for a while and Great. and I used to watch just like the old school Doris Day movies in my university room oh. and I'd have my housemate round and mm. we didn't put the heating on because we were cheap, so we used to get <laughs> in my bed in the duvet and oh. wrap up warm and watch Doris
1: Day That is so nice. Those are the moments though, aren't they? The thing that you, your comfort binge when you're of that age Those are brilliant. For me, it was Friends, actually. I used to watch Friends all the time when I was about that
0: age. But again, you said that my basket that Mm. I haven't bought looks like an 80-year-old woman. It does. I'm still sticking with that with Doris Day.
1: We'll get on to that. Yeah, exactly. There's a theme already. (laughs) Very early to be finding the theme. Um, High Society from 1956, which for you is when you were born. Yeah, another Um, old school movie. Also loads of uh, Julia Roberts films. Erin Brockovich, uh, Pretty Woman. Uh, this is in February 2006. You're buying this, uh, "The Knowing Body: Elements of Contemporary Performance and Dance." <laughs> looks really good, actually. Looks really good.
0: <laughs> I think I had to buy that. I think I did a dance movement module at uni. Oh god. So I think that was one of the books that we had to buy for an essay or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Movement. I remember once working with a, a guy who'd been to drama school. I didn't go to drama school, and we were doing a sketch, and we did the sketch, and then he was he'd been he'd been to. He'd been to uh, East. Uh, I'm i going to get this from East Seventeen. That's the drama school that he'd gone to. Yeah. And um, which is quite pretentious. I think. Is it quite pretentious?
0: Um. No. It's oh, no, actually one, one it of it the Central. cooler, trendier ones. It was I went to Central.
1: Oh right. Here we go then. And we did. So this, this
0: is Exeter now. This is drama degree. This is way before drama school. Oh, so this is before school. drama school.
1: Okay. So this guy had been to drama school, and we did a sketch, and he went. No, it was great, guys. Great, great, great. Okay, let's do it again, but this time without words. That sort of thing.
0: Oh yeah, we did that all the time. The movement course was actually amazing. It was led by this woman called Pam, and mm. she had a gammy foot. She called it gammy foot. Oh, right. And um, I, why do I keep remembering items of clothes? This is how much I love clothes. But I had great movement trousers <laughs> that oh, I bought, yeah, yeah. which were like um, co- like really expandable on the waist and Lovely. then very flowy in the leg. Oh, and nice. I felt like a dancer when so I. So you them. felt
1: regal. You felt like a dancer. Yeah. And it's all about the clothes. Yeah, yeah, this is nice. Okay, My Best Friend's Wedding, another Julia Roberts. Yeah, I ideal.
0: Yeah. Rom coms. Mm-hmm.
1: Julia oh, Roberts. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Like, the Ultimate Romantic Comedy Collection, six disc box set, £16.23, January 2007. It's a good one.
0: What's it got in it?
1: Bloody hell, it's a really good one. Fucking you know. hell. So, the DVD now, by the way, you got it for £16. The DVD now is worth 40 quid. So, it's gone up. Oh, shit, I might have thrown that away. Pride and Prejudice. I love romantic comedies <coughs> Bridget, to this day. Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Yeah. Love Actually. Yeah. About a Boy. Bridget Jones' Diary. Don't Love About a Boy. Notting Hill.
0: Yeah. Uh, well. Love Notting Hill. Love, Love Actually. Emma
1: Thompson. Yeah. But isn't that amazing? Six movies for something like 13 quid. That That's great. Incredible. You got a good deal out there. Thank you. Should have held on to it. I could have been a good one. An actor prepares bit of Stanislavski going on here.
0: Yeah, at my university we had Bella Merlin, who was like the number one Stanislavski expert in the world. What
1: is Stanislavski? What's the sitch? He's a man. Okay, moving on. Go on, what is the- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stanislavski is a man, and he taught um, acting methods. So we, we had to study all the different acting methods. What
1: him. is your preferred method? If you're going for an audition, what do you do?
0: Um, not Stanislavski. Why, what is Stanislavski? I... Uh, well, there's lots of different things. So there's the his main thing is that you split a script up into units, mm. and then you write an intention for each of those units. So oh my God, I my do, mate
1: Finn does that. I do um, auditions with him. I I read for him while he's doing self taping, and I always see his scripts have got one word next to chunks. So yeah, Stanislavski. Stanislavski
0: is the big old famous oh. dude. Um, yeah but then you do it units are bigger sections and then you do it for each line and you can even do it for each word yeah so I do do that if I'm having a problem with um, a line in something or if I you know when you have to repeat the same line a few times yeah. in a script and you're like what is this I do do that for each individual line to change it up a bit but other than that, I rarely do a Stanislavski.
1: I just think I do too much. I already feel like I'm doing too much when I audition. You know what I mean? Like I'd be going, I'd be changing my into angry here and then, and then <laughs> whoosh, uh, afraid of my own I anger. I think it's
0: more. It's more to make you think about it when you're preparing it. I do more like Meisner now, which is which is you as if you're the character. Okay. So it's more rooted in you. So That's it's good. like me, as if I was on a skiing holiday and falling in love with Prince Charming. If I was going to be in a romantic comedy, mm, which I that. never would be, because I would never be the lead. I'd be the quirky best friend. I think who you'd knits. be the lead.
1: I disagree. You could be the <laughs> you could be the A lister, the A lister knitter.
0: I am Zoe Deschanel in Failure to Launch, which I watched last night, <laughs> which is great. With I... Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew McConaughey.
1: So what is the ultimate rom com? What's the best rom-com ever? It's got to be Four Weddings, isn't it? I love no,
0: Four Weddings. No. Okay. No, see, I love Four Weddings, but it's too far away from the classic cliché joy of rom-com. It's Mikey too Hoss? clever. No, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yes. Is the best rom. Ooh. It is like follows all the tropes of rom com. It's not too sexist looking back on it. Yeah, it <laughs> survives, years later, it which survives. a lot of them really are. Yeah. Um, and there are hilarious comedy moments. Okay. It's my
1: favorite. All right, good to know. Thank you for that. Uh, 2009, you bought absolutely nothing. Oh, wow. Prison? <laughs> um, what was that? I was at drama school. Same thing. <laughs> same thing, mate. Stuck in a cell with people hiding from I was life. At drama of society. drama school for one year, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, 2010, once you were released, you got Green Wing, complete collection. Yes. Everyone loves a bit of Green Wing.
0: So I went to Central and I studied acting for screen. And um, this is when, it was at drama school that my sort of comedy side started to take the four yeah. and I started to think I wanted to be in comedy TV programs so I, I loved Greenwing yeah, yeah
1: yeah and it was it was Greenwing was amazing because it was so uh, oh god quirky is a horrible word not quirky but like it was kind of deadpan as though like some and of the characters weird was deadpan, it was we- great. Yeah. but weirdness played with a deadpanness. you know yes. what I mean it was brilliant De- yeah weird. everyone
0: just accepted that it was weird
1: yeah, surrealism, but also really normal as well. It was yeah. amazing. It was such a good mix. Um, You've also bought a film called Colin, which is an odd one.
0: Oh, yeah. So at the time, I was working for a director, Mark Price, and that was his first film.
1: Oh, so. really? What is it?
0: It's a zombie movie that he apparently made on £45, and then it got it won awards.
1: Mm. You made it on £45. I so
0: wanted to check it out.
1: The DVD is now... £14 pounds for that. I wonder what Is other it? I wonder what other films you can buy on DVD for a quarter of the budget of the whole movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it's got a few... I'll be honest, it's not done great with reviews. I mean, do you want to hear this? A lot of one stars. Colin, totally depressing. What a yawn of a movie with an idiotic storyline. Should have never made it to release. Makes a good mug drip mat about all it's good for. Wow. Harsh. And someone else called Cat Lover...
0: I do love cats, but I don't think that's me. A
1: truly realistic take on a zombie-infested Britain. Actually showing how it would be to suddenly find yourself dead after being bitten. Very gritty, and at times, sad portrayal of Colin's life. There we go. Colin's life was one of the undead.
0: So I'm only on... How many orders am I on now?
1: Oh, so... So we're in 2010 Samantha Baines uh, co-host of Mike May Bought a Toaster which uh, we're doing a Christmas special we're interviewing each other this year um, 2010 two orders purchased where are you in 2010 in your life please?
0: I've no idea 2010 well, so you, came, you
1: went to drama school in 2009 Went
0: to drama school in 2009 I'm so bad what I always found amazing about this podcast is people know where they were and what they were doing yeah. by year literally the only years I know what I was doing is Union drama school and then in between <laughs> them, I have no idea so at some point I was in a sketch group but yes. I don't think that's yet. What
1: was the sketch group called the
0: Knickers. mm Mhm. That's my sketch group. Really three girls. Yeah. I think I don't know. 2010 I came out of drama school. I think I was living at I was living at home during drama school, which was very stressful for me. Where's home? Um, in Bromley.
1: So you were living in Bromley and going to drama school. With my parents. Uh,
0: yeah, going traveling in every day. When I was at drama school I was with my boyfriend from university and then we broke up like halfway through drama school and Mm -hmm. then i went out with someone who has the same name as me which is very weird experience but not for very long what
1: the actual same name as you not samantha baines but sam sam not sam baines no the writer of peep show no okay
0: (laughs) sam bain all
1: right oh that's sam bain yeah
0: Ah, um so yeah, so I don't know. I must have just left drama school. I remember leaving drama school and feeling really depressed about the world. I think I was still living with my parents. Yeah.
1: Um, Weird to be at drama school because uh, and at home because you're straddling the two extremes of life. Drama school is this um, pent up potential, and everyone's got this. Idea. Everyone at drama school has got a glint in their eye that says I'm going to fucking do this, which is amazing, which is gorgeous just to just to get in that world and be part of that. But then to have one foot still at home, which Like living with your parents. That is the exact exact opposite of that. So you've really got two polar opposites there on the same day, on a daily basis.
0: Especially after you go to uni and you're living on your own for three years. And then you come back and you've got no money and you're in debt.
1: Who did you get on with the least when you were living back at home then? Who was the problem?
0: My mum. Because we're so similar. (laughs) So we just argued all the time. And we're both really good at arguing. So the arguments went on forever and would never
1: end. Oh, no. Um, Do you get on better now that you don't live together?
0: Yeah, 100%. Oh, good. But I think think I'd left drama school and was auditioning like twice a year (laughs) for commercials. Mm. Like no auditions at all. And I was working at Heathrow Airport with the Royal Family. What were you doing? (laughs) What do you mean? So I used to work... um, I used to work in the VIP suites at Heathrow. So anytime the royal family, not the queen, cause she had her own suite. Anytime the royal family or like government officials flew through Heathrow, I yeah. used to look after them.
1: Really? So, so yeah. who have you met so, then?
0: Um, Wills and Harry and Kate. Nice. Yeah, lovely. All really lovely. All okay. carry their own bags. Very nice. Um, I'm not allowed to say if anyone wasn't nice, by the way, because I think I signed a thing.
1: Okay, fine. But you can tell me and I'll edit, edit it out. Prince
0: um, Prince Andrew? I never met him.
1: Okay. Any any and Tony okay.
0: Blair I met. And you yeah. know what? Very attractive in real
1: life. I've got I've got the hots for Tony Blair. Seriously. Like,
0: I did not expect it, but he's very
1: attractive. I've heard and that before. And John Major,
0: very charismatic. Mm. Gordon Brown, not so much. No,
1: no. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyone you can slag off or not? Just for me? Just for my... Just that, I'll take it. No one was really... That you'll
0: take out? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she used to pull up in her Range Rover and just park in the middle of the whole car Like, not in the...
1: Just uh, yes. pull up and get out. Wow, so you've met royals? Yeah. You have lived at home with your parents whilst being at drama school?
0: I was, so, I was still living at home with my parents while I was working with the royal family. Wow. Because it didn't pay loads. Okay. So it was paid not by the royal family.
1: Okay, you weren't paid in tips or anything mm. like that. You were paid in I did corbies. get tips
0: sometimes. and They were incredible tips. Who, who tipped you? Mainly, like, the Qatari royal family. And
1: what kind of tip would they give you?
0: Mm, I think the most I got was £100. Yeah.
1: Wow. They'd give it to you in an envelope. That's like six months of podcasting.
0: The first time I was ever tipped a lot of money, because I've never worked, weirdly, I always used to work in shops, so I've mm. never worked in like a bar or anywhere someone might tip you. Did it feel
1: a bit dirty when you got 100 quid? Were you like, Liz, oh, whoa, what did you think this was? No, I was like, quid, lovely. But the first time someone tipped me, they
0: folded it up and put it in my hand, <sighs> and I didn't know what they were doing, <laughs> so I pulled my hand away. And then, because I was like, what's that? And then I realised, and then I had to go back in for the handshake, and they were so awkward about it because it was a British person. And then I sort of had to, like, scoop the... Because they'd folded up a note, like, into four, oh, and then God. I had to, like, scoop like it out of their trick. hand. It was awful.
1: That's so weird. That's why it's British awful. people cannot, cannot tip. It's not something we're capable no, of doing. it's just... Just listen, Whereas just, the
0: Qataris would just put it in an envelope, just give you an envelope. It was lovely. It was just very oh straightforward. Gosh, yeah, an
1: envelope just with some cash in it. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Again, loads and loads of books. You were reading a lot in 2013. Um, I always had
0: nothing to do.
1: Universe versus Alex Woods, The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. These are brilliant books. Gone Girl. Love Gone Girl. Such a great book.
0: I'm trying to think what I was doing in uh, 2013, Must it's before stand-up. Oh, well,
1: you bought a book called Be a Great Stand-Up, Logan Murray's How to Master the Art of Stand-Up Comedy and uh, Making People Laugh.
0: Oh, so maybe it was early, early doors of stand-up. Yeah. I think I was in the final of the Funny Women Awards in 2014. Okay. And at that point I'd only been doing stand up for under a year. Right. So this maybe is the beginnings of I'm obviously very bored getting no acting work, reading lots of books and yeah. thinking what can I do with my life. Working
1: at Heathrow looking after royals. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I still was then. Right,
1: okay. Um,
0: oh no, at this point I will have been working in a, a, a as the marketing woman in an art gallery in Heathrow Airport.
1: Oh, so you're still at Heathrow, Airport. so Heathrow is very much your
0: Yeah, I was employed by a company there, handing out flyers, Mm. basically, was my first job there. And then they realised my potential and moved me to the Royal Suites. And then I didn't like the hours of the Royal Suites because... It was really long shifts and you're on your feet all day. Yeah. And then I started working at, in the art gallery and then they made me marketing director. And that is how I set up my marketing company, oh. which I own, called Penguin in the Room. Which you which still have. You still have today. Mm. So, um, yeah, I will have been working at Heathrow in marketing, probably feeling quite, I enjoyed marketing, but I'm probably feeling that I need to do something creative, hence the stand up.
1: 30th of September, 2014, you bought some uh, 100 milliliter peppermint pure essential oil. This, now, I went to New Zealand earlier on this year, and everyone's obsessed with peppermint oil. Like, they put a, it's basically, it, it smells just like, well, I don't know, mints. It smells like Murray <laughs> mints or something. But everyone puts it on, and it's, it's kind of got this, I don't know, it, instead of aftershave, everyone smells of mints. It's really weird.
0: Well, I don't think we'll have had the cats by this point, but peppermint oil is very good for getting fleas off cats.
1: Oh, so it's not for human consumption, this. This is for cats.
0: Well, you don't drink it, but you can burn it on oil burners in your house. I think um, my mum always used to burn essential oils in the house, so it might be to do with that. Although I don't think I would have burnt peppermint oil, so I don't know what I would have done with that. Mm -hmm, But now mm -hmm. I have it. Because it's a good natural way of getting fleas off cats. Is that right? And then you also put it on your carpet and then the fleas don't go into your carpet and so lay eggs.
1: fleas don't like peppermint. Is that no. why we don't get any fleas in our mouths after brushing our teeth? Because I've never no, seen a fleas, flea in my mouth. No, fleas can't live yeah, in your I mouth. I think it must be because they don't like sure. mints. Yeah. That's the only conclusion I can really come to. Ask the Ninkum Poops. It's the show where kids ask us the questions they want answered, and we answer the questions
0: that the kids ask. Did bacon or pigs come first? Ba- bacon. Bacon. Are you not
1: listening? It couldn't be simpler. Liar,
0: liar, <laughs> that... pants on fire. Oh, <laughs> oh hell.
1: Your pants on fire. Did oh you my... know that? Oh, hold on, my pants oh, are <laughs> on. Oh, sorry, that's just pure coincidence. <laughs> you haven't learned a thing. Ask the Lincoln Poops. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up.
0: What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, where we're going we'll be showing the we listen so to to cause these lovely yeah, ass people gonna, gonna talk, talk to, to the, the host. host he's gonna ask a couple uh, questions what they the most cause one man got just like the
1: a piece of toast, toast. Um, a fascinating look at 2014 here the Chinese calligraphy writing set oh mm.
0: my god okay. I loved that and then it broke <laughs> and then I never used it I think I was like I'm gonna be really creative and like learn calligraphy I love <laughs> crafting mm. obviously well because of the knitting I'm currently knitting yeah, yeah. I've done knitting I've done collaging. I still do all these things. I do embroidery. Like I love home crafts and I love feeling like creative and like doing a little picture or project at home. So I think I thought I was going to get into calligraphy. Um, I think I found a artwork that I did when I was at school that I did with ink and a brush Uh and um, remembered how much I enjoyed it. So I bought this to learn calligraphy I never did I kept it in a drawer <laughs> and then I think my um, my ex broke it oh, okay. and then he said he'd buy me another one and he never did
1: unbelievable it's got great reviews awesome very good starter kit for See? beginners Well, someone's written very good started kit I hope their spelling oh. is better when they're doing calligraphy otherwise you have ruined the whole thing whole pain, yeah. I'm
0: still well up for trying calligraphy I might buy it again
1: yeah, it was only 23 quid, No, I know, you can do
0: like workshops now.
1: Someone's Someone called Colin has given it three stars and said, I still await the moment of truth.
0: What's that all about? <laughs> What's that all about? He's looking for an epiphany in his I calligraphy. I, if
1: you're looking for truth through calligraphy, now that is a self-help book I would love to write.
0: Well, maybe he's just trying to write the word truth and it's not happening.
1: <laughs> um, that's a weird one, Colin. Let's bash on through now to 2015. Where are you in your life? Are you married by this point in 2015?
0: Oh, no. I only got married, I've no idea. I got married in 2016. Oh, okay. So I'm living with my ex and I think we own a flat.
1: Right. Why did you, I mean. Near
0: Essex at this point.
1: Okay, all right. So you're coming in time for auditions and stuff like that? And, yeah, so I will, I've will. i already been
0: in the sketch group. I'm doing stand-up comedy. I'm doing acting. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just trying
0: to think. I literally have to look at my CV to yes, work out what
1: acting jobs I'm doing.
0: Like, I'm so bad. I don't know how people remember years. Like it's No, just, I know, I
1: know. I know what you mean. It's just a blur. It's just, just not
0: interesting to me. So 2015 probably was a royal night out.
1: Okay, what was So that? that
0: came out in 2015. So that was my first, and I think only <laughs> currently, cinema release film that I was in. So oh, it's directed okay. by Julian Gerald with Rupert Everett and Emily Watson. And it's about the princesses when they go out on V-Day and have a lovely time, set in the 1950s. Right. So I was in that. So I would have filmed that before, probably 2014, and then it was out 2015. I do think 2015 was a busy year. I think I filmed... Mm. Sunny D, which is Dame Baptiste's show for BBC Three. Oh yeah, and The Crown that year because wow. they both came out in two thousand and
1: sixteen. Mm. Okay, two cool jobs, two very cool jobs.
0: And maybe call the midwife, or maybe that was two thousand and sixteen. Fifteen
1: was a great year. Fifty orders placed in March twenty fifteen. See, I'm the- doing
0: well. I'm getting paid.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought the I Love Professor Brian Cox.
0: Oh, wow. So See this is the prep for my very first Edinburgh show. Come on then. So this is my first stand-up comedy hour. Yeah. Um, And I loved science and the universe and space. And so... It's amazing. Yeah. So basically the whole show is about space, but it was kind of framed on this kind of weird obsession with Brian Cox
1: right, right do you still have that obsession
0: no oh, weirdly I oh. mean if I see him if I saw him in person I probably would be a bit giggly yeah He's the only person I'd be... Like, I met Channing Tatum and I wasn't giggly, but if I met Brian Cox...
1: What is it about Brian Cox then?
0: So this is my first Edinburgh Hour show. I was obsessed... So the the idea of the show is I was obsessed with Brian Cox. I wrote him a poem that was published by the Huffington Post. This is genuinely true. I took part in this Twitter thing where you, like, followed... I think it was Inua Ellams, who's an amazing poet. And then he coached you through writing a poem. And I wrote one about Brian Cox. And, I, and then the Huffington Post published it. And then he read it. And he said, I don't like hobnobs, was his only reply to it. Wow. And, and that's just about a line in the poem where I say he ate a hobnob. So it was a real kind of <sighs> sad moment in my life. <laughs> Unclimactic. <laughs> What's the opposite of climactic? Anticlimactic,
1: Anticlimactic probably. Climactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic.
0: So it was very stressful. So the whole, the point of the show was to get him to notice me it- Instead of writing a stupid poem, I would learn about the universe and then I'd have loads of facts and then we'd yeah. go for a coffee and I'd just churn out all these facts and he'd be like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Oh, so that was, that was the you're, purpose of the show. You're
1: amazing. That's how I'd say it. Yeah. Be fair.
0: So there were lots of... Um, I got an audience member to dress up as Brian Cox, so I brought a wig on, on Amazon, which I still have. I found it the other day. Mm. And, yeah, I basically taught the audience facts about space whilst learning them myself made them into jokes Um, and uh, it went very well sold out every day in Edinburgh Mm. Uh, but I did get one review which said there were too many sexual innuendos
1: I can't believe that from you I can't, Cox. The, the number of, uh, Brian <laughs> if, there's a, Cox. if there's a scientist called Brian Cox, there's going to be an innuendo I mean, every other second.
0: Obviously I had to make an innuendo over Cox, but also. This is
1: a woman who watched Sex and the City box sets, for God's sake.
0: But also, why can't you do a show about space and have innuendos in it?
1: Also, if you binge on a Brian Cox TV show, is that a Cox set? Is that all right? Can you do that? Cock suck. <laughs> cock suck. Cock sex. suck on that. Uh, but oh no, but
0: that particularly annoyed me because I was like, if I'm doing a whole hour of science facts, that's mm. dry. Yeah. And I'm trying to make them funny. Yeah. And some science and the universe, like, exploding and expanding. Of course sex is going to come up. That's part to. of the whole life well,
1: thing. But that's that's the and human's response to the end of the universe is to, is to fuck, right? That's what you're exactly. doing.
0: Exactly. So, of course, there's going to be innuendos. And yeah. also, the r- review annoyed good me. That, good to see
1: that review hasn't rankled still to this day. The review
0: annoyed me so much that so I went back through my script of the show and I counted the sex jokes and there was eight let in an
1: hour. Oh, let it go. Right. Um, 23rd of March 2016, the Crystal Innovation Bride's Garter.
0: Oh, yeah. So, obviously, I was about to get
1: married. So, your bride's garter, you spent, do you know how much you spent on that?
0: I don't think I even wore it. I
1: forgot. Oh, well,
0: £2.55. <laughs> weddings are expensive.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't wear it. What else have we got in 2016? Um, Again, more shoes. they have gone for the Hummel Slimmer Stadel Canvas Shoes, the unisex um, adult shoes. Galaxy Planets Universe Printed Leggings. Very nice. I think that was for
0: Edinburgh for the show, but I never wore them.
1: Very on brand. Very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. Um, What else have we got as we get towards the end of 2016? Um, We've got the Cat Tunnel Tubes cat teaser oh my god they
0: loved those it was
1: a great Christmas for the cats that year so
0: I think I'd only had the cats I think they were still quite young at this point right and so I was still excited by buying them gifts so I bought them tunnels because they they love um, like cardboard boxes and stuff and playing in them
1: please tell me you still get them gifts now though you haven't just got bored of your cats
0: no I don't get them gifts because they don't play with them, they just like cardboard. Well, that's the problem. Like, mm. I bought them tunnels, and they actually did really like those. But all the other gifts i bought them, they'd rather have a cardboard box.
1: Mm. That's the problem. Kids are And the luckily, same. Kids I are the order same. a
0: lot on Amazon. <laughs>
1: uh, luckily for us. All right, let's do a rattle through now, okay? So I'm going to okay. give you some random products that you've bought, and you have to give me a very quick, succinct uh, breakdown of uh, sure. why you bought it and uh, what it was all about. Uh, bamboo shredded memory foam soft pillow. £50 on that bad boy
0: gave it a go to see if it made make me sleep better it didn't and then I used it as stuffing for Christmas decorations that I made out of felt
1: <laughs> so you tore a pillow to shreds
0: well no you, there was a zip and you could just undo it
1: alright okay fine um, alright uh, true wireless earbuds mind 2 in 1 mini bluetooth earpiece with lipstick sized portable in ear earbuds
0: so this is before I got my hearing aid um, mm. and I was trying to hear music better
1: because ah. I didn't
0: know I was deaf yet.
1: Right, okay. So that hadn't happened at this point. No. So what year did you realise the deafness thing is? Mm,
0: I was 30, so three, two and two and a half, three years ago. Okay,
1: okay. All right, we'll get on to that then. Um, what else have we got here? North Face Men's Apex Bionic EU Jacket. A pro EU jacket in what 2017.
0: That was a gift, was a gift oh, for my okay.
1: ex. I hope it was for a Remainer. <laughs> um, a fur remover. Uh, with self-cleaning base by Furry Fido. It's like you bought toys cats. for the cats, and now you're just getting fur remover. you like you're already trying to get them out that of your life. That didn't
0: work at all. That was like, took no hair off anything. <laughs>
1: um, you have bought uh, two... Uh, decorative square palette pillowcase glitter mermaid sequins cushion covers.
0: Oh, they were for Christmas, and they're the ones where you can like brush it one way and it's one color, and brush it the other way, and literally we Enough spent that. all Christmas just holding them and people <laughs> drawing different things on the cushions. Dicks. I still have just dicks. the cushions are broken,
1: but I still have them because they're fun. The Christmas of dicks on cushions. Um, all right, Sam Baines, we're going to leap through now to 2019, yeah, the year I
0: feel that there's loads. The
1: year where you started doing this podcast, you made a hundred and Two orders.
0: Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's a
1: lot of orders. A lot of orders. Uh, <laughs> June 2019, large bunch of Provence Lavender. Again, are you in your 80s?
0: <laughs> no, it's nice for around the home. It smells nice. And you, I got a little naked lady vase and I put lavender in it.
1: Air purifying house plants: collection of three plants, good for home and office. This is very timely. Everyone's talking about this these days. Yeah, but do not buy them on Amazon. Oh, really? Why?
0: Because they come a little bit worse for wear and one of them died. And I don't think it's my fault because I've kept all the other ones alive. Before okay. this point, I always killed plants, but I've really given it a go this year and I'm doing quite well.
1: Good hints and tips. All right, then we're going to get to the final Thing that you have bought, Sam Baines. Okay, as we have romped. Can we your guess what it is? Amazon lister. I'm well,
0: surprised you haven't found all the vibrators, I know, which in the last couple of years. I'm
1: slightly disappointed. That There's I a great
0: one in the last. I think I bought it in the last month. It's very good and it's very cheap. Hang on,
1: there we go. See I it's move. black and it's called an all-body has got, massager. Is it, it got a wooden handle? I know that's the eye makeup. that's a makeup brush okay Uh, 23rd of November 2019 Sam uh, Sam Baines uh, there was a lightning deal yeah. sparks of electricity for the gift pack wireless full body wand massager handheld waterproof I hope it is electric massage wand slide water based lubricant sleep mask UK plug velvet bag I mean that's just random words in a sentence isn't it well, I mean, it's a dildo isn't it just call it a dildo this now. is hilarious
0: because I saw it on lightning deals mm. for black friday and I was like it's called an all body massager but it looks like a vibrator yeah. that you can put in yourself mm-hmm. I was very confused and I had to go like right Right into the details of the listing to check, and it is. Right. And it was, like, real cheap. It was like a tenner. So I was like, might as well buy it.
1: A cheap thrill right there.
0: And, um, oh, my God, the vibration is so strong. <laughs> it's like the strongest vibration. Like, you can't use it if you have housemates because they were all here. Like, I feel like the neighbours could hear the vibrations. It's so loud. Someone
1: drilling my in there. Whole yes, body, yes they are drilling. My
0: whole body was vibrating, but I orgasmed three times in a row. Which for me First feels... time I used it.
1: It feels like a happy finish. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I love a happy Always. ending for this podcast. What's it
0: called? Check it out, everyone. It's, it's great.
1: The the wireless full body wand massage. But we've use started, it when people are out. We've started with you. Um, watching uh, Sex and the City under a duvet and having to go to a, a, a flatmate for warmth and now here we are in November 2019 you're just, just living
0: just alone <laughs> just getting,
1: you're trying <laughs> to hoovering, hoovering up your cat's fur and pulling out your wireless full body wand massager handheld water well listen I'm glad you've got my mate bought a toast to the podcast otherwise with that you'd never leave the house would you So, no. were it not for us you'd still be at home right now having multiple orgasms um, thank you very much Sam Baines thank you for being a guest on this show and uh, probably see you in 2020 I'd
0: imagine yeah maybe
1: (laughs) TBC also
0: I have a book out which I bought several times via my Amazon
1: Harriet vs the Galaxy (laughs) our toast (laughs) upon on Twitter thanks bye
0: great All of television history is contained in the Box of Delights. I've climbed up Nelson's Column once before. These are small. And put it down in front of Bagpuss. I'm Julia Rayside. Join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories. boys mustn't hesitate bashing head like this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother.
1: I love when a plan comes together. Come and tell us what yours are too. We've all been told we can't discuss nominations. It's a bit of car air. Shut up. with a novel on the top.
0: I think I like you, lovejoy. Find us on Twitter at Delights pod and listen wherever
1: you get your podcasts great big